Thank you for joining us on the Bethel Church Podcast, a weekly podcast designed to help you connect, love, disciple, and serve in the places you live, work, and play. Hosted by Pastor Jeremy Dean and Josh Consalvo, together they share in a discussion on the matters of life, faith, and doing ministry. To learn more about Bethel Church, you can visit lovingbethel.com. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Bethel Church Podcast. We have been in a series all about worship, and we are going to conclude that here. I know originally we said we were going to have four episodes, but we're going to kind of pack in everything we wanted to talk about uh, in the last couple sessions into this podcast. Uh, my name is Josh Consalvo. I am one of the co-hosts here, and I am the student director at Bethel Church, and alongside me is our pastor, Jeremy Dean. Jeremy, how are you doing? I'm doing great today, Josh. Glad to be back on the podcast with you and talking about worship. Man, it's such a such a full topic with lots of things to discuss. But um, like you said, I think we can talk about a lot of the things we want to uh, in this one session that really practically deals with how we worship day to day on a personal level. Yeah, I think that this is a really interesting topic and a fun topic, topic to discuss. And um, you know, I really enjoyed, and if you listen to the last episode about the corporate worship, I really dug my heels into that, but I'm excited to also, um, get here and talk about like how, how what does worship look like kind of every day, not just Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights or, you know, in your small group time, but what does it look like in the, in the 24 seven, you know, in your workplaces, in your families, in your homes? Like, um, I, I think that's an interesting thing because it, it may not even be something that you think about because we get so caught up in what we have to do every day, but, you know, worship is, should be baked into the fabric of, of our lives every day. But anyway, not to get too far into it, uh, where, where are we going with this? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think the, one of the, one of the misconceptions that we have when we think about worship, especially in our church culture, is we think about what happens on Sundays. We think about singing songs, being in choirs. We think about sermons and listening to preaching and those kind of things. And, and those are certainly aspects of worship and they certainly help us to worship together as a body. But when we think about worshiping at work, we think about worshiping at home. What does that, you know, what does that look like? Are we really talking about gathering together and singing songs with our coworkers, with our neighbors? Uh, not exactly. That's <laughs> it's a not, shame, really. <laughs> you know, hey, singing and, and and making melody in your heart for, for the Lord during the day is probably a good thing at times, but at other times it might not necessarily fit. Um, and uh, so we really want to kind of talk about practically what it means to worship. Um, the Lord yourself uh, personally, and and we want to go to Scripture. We're going to go to Isaiah chapter six a little bit in this in this session, um, kind of unpack a few things there. But really, I want to draw back to that definition we gave of worship um, early on in this podcast, and that is that that worship is our response, our full adoration and submission to who God is and what He's all about, and uh, and that adoration, that love for God, and that submitting to Him really should happen every day. Yeah, I mean. The, the we have this here in our notes. We're talking about you know Romans twelve, talking about being a living sacrifice. If we are truly to be a living sacrifice, and our worship is only focused on one day of the week, then um, then our sacrifice is no longer living. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's a it's a, it would be a dead sacrifice, I guess, or it would be dead for five six days of the week, and all of a sudden comes back to life magically on Sunday. It's not quite how it works. For it to be a living sacrifice, we are while we're still breathing, we're living, and we should be offering our sacrifices, our worship to God. Um, during all the time. <laughs> yeah, and in those verses, he even says that we're offering our bodies. Like, we're offering our whole self to God. And that's something, that's submitting to God every day 
is that worship we're looking for. It's loving God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength every day, that everything we do, whether it's work or play or at home with the family, in the neighborhood, where at school, in the classroom, on the sports team, whatever it may be, that we're doing it with an attitude of submission to God, that He is first in our lives. Yeah. And we, and, well, I was going to say, like, as we're about to jump into it, I think to use a phrase that you use, that sounds very, right now, very pie in the sky, like very nice and like, oh, this, that's nice, Josh. That's nice, Jeremy. You can, we, let's, let's give all glory to God all the time. But, but we are going to, we do want to talk about, like, okay, what are the, what are the adjustments you can make uh, on, uh, on the day to day basis that will, produce like worshiping fruit. Um, and I think that, that we're going to kind of jump into that here because it's nice to say like, oh yeah, give all the glory to God, do all those things. And we want to do that. We have the very best intentions of doing that, but we're going to talk about a little bit, hopefully how, and you can come off this podcast and, and have some practical tools to, uh, go and worship. That's right. That's right. And so, but it all starts with our heart, right? We have to, worship is really an overflow of what's in our heart. It's that love for God, or it could be, as we talked in the past, a love for something else. If we replace God with an idol of some sort, you know, it's, it's the overflow of our heart for something else, right? So worship goes back to what is in us. In Isaiah chapter 6, a familiar passage maybe to many, um, we get an idea of how to deal with our hearts when it comes to worship. And we want to read these verses with you and just pull out four or five um, key words that, that kind of stick out to us. It says, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet. And with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called. And the house was filled with smoke. You know, in those Four verses, we, we, we see Isaiah's vision of the throne of God, that God is sitting on his throne, that, that, that his presence fills the temple. It's even you know, visualized in, in this, this smoke that fills the temple, the, the robe, uh, his robe, the train of his robe fills the temple, and there's angels that are surrounding his throne, and they are worshiping God by singing the song, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord of hosts. And, and what, what I want you to know is that Every day we are invited to come into the presence of God, the holy, holy, holy creator who made you and me. And what a wonderful thing that is. I mean, just in a small group last night, uh, we, were, we were talking about in Hebrews 10, um, um, when Jesus was crucified, that the, t- the veil in the temple was torn so that we have free access to be able to come before God boldly and with confidence because we've been washed in his blood, right? So now we have access to God to worship him, to come before him. But we need to remember who he is. And I think that this is something we need to think about every day, that God is a holy God. He's perfect. He is without blemish. He is without sin. He has done no wrong. He makes no mistakes, right? And so every day when we start our day, we ought to remember that we're living in the presence of a holy God. Yeah, I think uh, a simple thing you can do is, is I think this will be a, a helpful thing for your worship and for maybe just your mindset and your, 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 your 
your, I don't know, your posture for the day, how you go about the day is just start the day with thankfulness um, and this adoration towards God, understanding um, who he is, what he's done for the world and for you, um, and, and, and worshiping him through, you know, just telling him that you love him, telling him that you're thankful for the things that he has done, uh, tell, giving him that thankfulness and love and adoration that he deserves. I think that's a, you know, a great way that you can start a day off, whether you're feeling thankful or not, uh, just knowing in your heart uh, who he is and the worthiness he, um, or what, how he is worthy, worthy of our worship uh, would be just a great start to your day of worship. Yeah, yeah, and we can trust him because... Most of our days, we start out thinking about our problems, right? We think about the to-do list, we things we've got to get done. We think about the problems that we have at work, or sometimes even the problems that we have at home, and we're overwhelmed by these. Yeah, things. oftentimes I like uh, I am not a morning person, and so when I wake up, the thing, the first thing I usually think of is how much longer can I sleep. But then the, the thing that usually starts to wake me up, like mentally, is my to-do list. Yeah. Truly, I start thinking, oh, it's like okay. I got to get this thing done. And then all of a sudden I'm up and, and, and I start rolling. But how much greater could that, you know, wake up routine be when you start to, you know, sure, you got to think of your to do list and you got to get your day going. Like we're not going to push that stuff aside. But uh, you know, how much greater can your 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 attitude and mindset be if you begin your day, you start waking up with a mindset of worshiping through thankfulness and adoration right? and, and trusting God. Right. That thank knowing and trusting that God can handle our problems. That nothing's too big for him. And we're talking about the beginning of the day, but that's even true when it's five o'clock in the afternoon. You know, you're coming home from work, you've had a long, hard day, and, and, and maybe you're coming home to some things that are not going to be pleasant, or you got some to-do lists that you got to get done at the house, right? Knowing and trusting that God's got this, that he's that knowing and who he is and what he's all about, that he's with you, that he's got this, that he's worthy to submit to and to trust in. And that leads us into the next verse in Isaiah 6. It says, verse 5, you know, Isaiah is now in the presence of God, and he is fully confronted with the holiness of God and who God is. And this is his response. He says, Woe is me, for I am lost. I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. When Isaiah recognized who God is and, who, and, and, and whose presence he was in, Isaiah recognized who he was. And, and I think that we need to remember that as well. It kind of goes back to the posture, Josh, that you've been talking about. You know, that worship is, is us submitting to God and knowing that we don't have it all together. We are not perfect. He is holy, but we are not holy. We need him. We depend on him. We, we, I'm thankful that we can trust in him because he is good and he is kind and he is gracious. Um, but it shows us that we do fall short of his holiness. We fall short of his glory. And, uh, and that, that means that, that, that we understand, um, our dependence on him. Yeah. And, and that's not uh, a, a means to make you feel uh, bad about yourself. It's a way to make you feel incredible about yourself that you are loved by a holy and worthy God. Yeah. And w when we understand who we really are, it really, it, it brings up confession where we can admit those failures, where we can admit those sins, where we can admit where we don't measure up, and we can really truly trust in God to overcome those things for us. Yeah. So what is what is? I feel like that can look like a couple things. What what like practically would confession look like? 
Yeah, I mean, well, in, in simple terms, you know, for me in the mornings, I, I spend time every morning opening God's Word, reading His Word, trying to come into His presence and spend this time with Him. And then I take time to simply um, ask Him to, to show within me those areas of unconfessed sin, those things that are between me and Him. Um, and I pray about those things. I admit those things to Him. And I, I ask His forgiveness and, and, and try to, to see where He's leading me next. You know, I mean, so that's a, that simple time, even in the mornings, to start your day of just through prayer and prayer and confession you know, um, but it's also throughout the day too. I mean, it's when when the day happens, like we're none of us are perfect. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to do things we shouldn't do, say things we shouldn't say, and it's in those times when we ought to, um, you know, go before the Lord and pray then um, and ask for forgiveness. But if we have to ask forgiveness from others, you know, being being faithful in that. Yeah, and I, I, I the other place I wanted to go to say that this could be a place of confession is through like. You know, we have a, like as much as we have like hustle and bustle in our life, and we're and we're going and we're doing and we have all these kinds of things. There are moments where there are downtimes in our day, one way or the other. Lunch break, driving into work, um, you know, just you know, whatever it may be. Like you, you, you know, the times in your day where you are to yourself in some capacity, and maybe you're driving somewhere and you're not in a place where you can sit down, open up the Bible, um, and, and read through His Word, and meditate on it. And maybe like you don't have the words to say um, to pray to God and, and and not sure how like to invite him to open up your heart in, in the way of confession. Um, and so this is going to be really on brand for me, what I'm going to say. But a very easy way uh, is to like play some worship music, yeah, <laughs> like just yeah, like certainly. bring that into your life, bring that into the fabric of your life where like you know, that worship music. And I talked about this last time, like you don't have to be a musician. You don't have to be a singer. You don't have to, you can just listen. And a lot of times it's funny, this passage that we're talking about from Isaiah six, you started reading it and it immediately triggered a song that, um, I sang all growing up in church that the direct, the lyrics are directly from the scripture. And so like music is a powerful tool. And you know, the way that I memorized scripture growing up was my mom would, would, would have us sing songs that she would make up for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Like just like things that she, like that still stick with me. So music is a powerful tool that can stir up that confession in your heart. Maybe there's a, a lyric from a song that's from scripture or just like that's uh, really full of wisdom um, from, you know, someone that that's a great writer or something like that, that, that can really stir up that confession in your heart that can bring you to a place where you're ready on your drive into work or your home from on your way home from a, a, a tough day at work or whatever it may be where you're ready to um, go to God in prayer and, and confess these sins or, or have him help you like work through a frustration or a, a difficult situation or whatever it may be. I think that, you know, a lot, though we are talking about how Sunday morning musical worship is not the end all be all. I still think that there is such great power in music that can bring you to the word of God, that can bring you to um, the Lord through confession and adoration, these things that we're talking about. Yeah. And I think, I think the whole deal to kind of wrap this, the kind of sum where we are up a little bit is, is, is we're talking about just having that right posture with him that every day, practically we recognize who he is, that he is above us and worthy of our worship that we have fallen short and yet we're willing to submit to him and trust him with our lives. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, uh, if this is not something that you've thought about, like, you know, at the moment, you know, you can come off of this podcast episode with kind of a baseline understanding of like, 
you know, maybe where you should be in this. Um, and so, so if you're in, in that camp where you're like, I've never thought about how I can, you know, daily worship and, you know, we're still just kind of scratching the surface here, you know, hopefully you can come out of this with this, this little bit of a baseline of like, okay, maybe I haven't thought about that. I haven't thought about how I can be thankful every day. I haven't thought about like how I can confess to God every day. I haven't thought about how I can use these little things to enhance like my worshiping experience from Sunday to Sunday. You know, and I love Josh that you're trying to get to that practical side of things, you know, because one, I, I just want to dig into scripture and just kind of unpack right. what it says. And then you just deal with the pie in the sky yourself. Um, but <laughs> we can't really do that, you know, but to kind of in, in, in Isaiah, you know, he had this confession. Um, but then there was also this cleansing in Isaiah six, six through seven. It says when this when then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs. Uh, from from the altar, and he touched my mouth and, and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. Now, to kind of wrap that up, one, one we, we recognize who God is. We need to come to a place where we recognize that we are not perfect and we confess, right? But we also can trust in His cleansing that He is that He will forgive us, and and even through the cross of Jesus Christ, when when He forgives, He can He forgives completely, right? And so there's this cleansing, this washing, this making new, and then there's this sending, this commission where we are. The Lord called out, "Who who will go for us?" And Isaiah said, after this worship experience, "Here am I, send me. I'm ready to follow you. I'm ready to do whatever God you want me to do." That should be our hearts every day, you know, and so, so throughout the day, like you're talking about these different down times, right? And what does confession look like? What does worship look like? It's man, when you have that time, no, you're still in the presence of God, right? You know, and so do things that honor him, but man, take time to pray, take time to read, take time to, to sing, what, whatever it may be, make music in your heart to the Lord. You know, then there's, then there's times in our days when we have those challenges and those, those, those tasks that we feel overwhelmed by and the anxiety takes over and we're just so focused on the job and focused on work. You know, I think, you know, there's much to be said to one, trust God that that problem's not too big for him, that, that he will guide you through it. He will help you through it, but also tackle that problem to the best of your ability you know, 1 Corinthians 10, 31 tells us that whatever we do, whether we eat or we drink, we do all to the glory of God. And uh, you and I were talking just before we started recording, you know, what, what does that really mean? I think on one, on one sense, there's this standard, right? You know, that we, and, and talk a little bit about that, Josh. What, what's that standard as we do work, as we, as we do school? How do, how do we meet a standard in that? Great question, because I think a lot of times for me, my like sometimes I set up myself a low standard and I oftentimes like even fail to meet that because I can often like fall into laziness or just like procrastination or all these things. But when we are giving our best to the Lord through worship, we're also giving the best to the Lord through the things that we're doing like in our workplace. Like if we're going to talk specifically about work, I think that um, the Lord has set a standard for us in the way we live our lives. We often talk about um, you know, that in the sense of morality or, you know, rights and wrongs, even do's and don't do's and don'ts, even though we're not, you know, saved by those things. We're saved, you know, in spite of our shortcomings, but like we, he, there is a standard set. We want to live our lives as, as much like Jesus as possible. Um, and so, so if we can kind of transfer that into our place of work, there is a, there's a high standard on us as believers too. And, and it's not just, 
It's not even so that we can, you know, it's, it's not, it, it's, it's very much not a look at me. I am so good at my job. I do the best work of anyone in my office. No one even comes close to me. And that's because I'm a Christian. No, it's, it's because I'm a Christian, because I follow Jesus. I want you to see him through the hard work that I put in. I want you to see him through the way that I conduct myself. Um, in the office, in my place of work, where, wherever that may be, um, that I am working to such a high standard because of the love that God has shown me, because of the life that he has given me, because of the ways that he has blessed me, and because of just who he is in general apart from me. Like, that's very me-centered, all the things I just said, and that's part of it. It's not even just because of the things that he's done for you. It's because of just who he is in general uh, and him being worthy of that worship that you should want to show up to work every day, ready to do the best that you can do to show him off to the people around you. Yeah, and I think that's really what 1 Corinthians 10, 31 is getting at, that when we do everything to the glory of God, part of it is that standard like you just talked about, but it's to show God off. We want to pursue excellence. We want to show kindness. We want to do goodness. We want to be patient. We name the fruit of the spirit. We want to. We want to be all of those things when we're at work, when we're at home. You know, in the difficult times when we're facing problems, but also in the times when we just think, man, things are going really good. God has blessed us, and we've got. You know, our family's doing really well. It feels like we're winning in a lot of things, and we're just thankful and celebrating. Even in those times, we want to 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 live our lives in a way that shows off His character, shows off His goodness. You know, um, I think some of the most powerful times of worship, personally, that I've seen in others is when they walk through a difficult time, the loss of a family member, the loss of a child, and yet while it's disruptive to their lives, it didn't disrupt their worship. They remained faithful to the Lord. They, they continued to love others. They were sacrificial and generous, even when it felt like things were taken away from them. You know, And it all goes back to, in Isaiah, this idea of getting our posture right, that every day we are recognizing that God is above us, but he's with us and he loves us and he will forgive us and he will cleanse us and that we fall short, but yet we depend on him in everything. Yeah. And, and you might feel very like incapable of doing these things and on our own, you might be. Um, but, you know, Jeremy touched on, you know, displaying the fruit of the spirit through, you know, your life. That is something that, um, you are very capable of as someone who has the spirit living inside of you. And since those fruit come directly from the spirit, you are capable of all the fruit of the spirit, no matter how much someone is testing your patience on a certain day, the way, no, even if you're not feeling very, you know, loving or gracious or, um, you know, you have no self, you feel like I can't control like my anger right now. Like I can't do anything. You are very, uh, capable of doing those things. Because the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you. Exactly. You know, and, 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 I, and I think about, you know, practically how we live our lives in worship. Jesus said in John um, chapter 14, he said, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. And sometimes we get that so uh, legalistic and say, okay, well, I got to go do all of those things in obedience so God knows that I love him. You know, and that's not exactly what he's getting at. We, our obedience, um, the way we live our lives, the way we the, make our choices um, really shows whether or not we care about God or not. 
you know, and if we're, if we're bent toward letting the fruit of the Spirit pour out of us, um, that shows that we really do care for what God cares about, you know, um, and I think, I think too, that, that verse in Matthew 5, 16, where it says, let your light shine before others so they can see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Again, it's not just bringing attention to ourselves. It's all about bringing attention to God. So we, there's a light in us, the Holy Spirit in us, that shines out in this fruit, that shines out in our work. It shines out in our conversation. It shines out in, in the choices that we make every single day. And our hearts are to be every day to let God's light shine. Not that we bring attention to ourselves, but that we're bringing attention to Him. And that does color everything that we do every single day. But we certainly do fall short. We don't always get it right. For sure. And so like, you know, don't put all the pressure on, especially like, you know, if you're parents and you have kids and you're like, well, I want to model worship to my kids as best as possible. And that is great. And, and we hope that you're able to do that too. You know, but, you know, give yourself some grace too, because, you know, you're not going to be able to do it perfectly all the time. But I think that it's it's about a about a culture shift or, or being a part of the culture of, you know, your home or, or your workplace or, or just who you are that's like, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, you come back to, <laughs> I'm coming back to the heart of worship. <laughs> You're all about music. Yeah, man. I could, I, sorry <laughs> that I, I, I quoted a lyric there, but it's true. So give yourself grace, um, you know, through the day because you're not always going to be perfect. But ultimately, when you come back to this place where you are worshiping the Lord through, you know, the 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 things in your day that, that are going to kind of reset your heart, reset your mindset uh, when things are hard. Go back to a place of thankfulness when when things are not where you know you think they should be. Everything's kind of, kind of all out of whack. Throw on a, a a worship song or go to scripture or you know listen to the you know. I, I was talking a minute ago like in those downtimes you can you can't really open up the Bible, but that's not necessarily true because there are, there are plenty of ways that you can consume the Word of God, uh, not just through music, but you can you know the Bible apps all have you know audio versions of the Bible where you can listen through things or, li or, or listen to a sermon on YouTube or, or whatever it may be. There are plenty of ways to reset your heart so that that's the baseline. And that way you can kind of build up this heart that is centered on Jesus instead of this heart that's centered on how can I get through this? How can I do this? How am I going to, you know, survive just another day? Instead, that heart is centered on, I know I'm going to like, you know, get what I need because I am giving back to God the worship that he's worthy of, but also he is blessing me with, with wisdom. He's blessing me with patience and, 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 and love and all these things that he is giving back to us that we're able to use to fuel us through the day. That way we don't have to focus on, Oh gosh, if I can just get to Sunday, I'm going to be filled up for the week. That's not going to last you um, a whole week because one situation unforeseen on a Monday morning can erase, you know, a, a lot of of your attitude <laughs> that, that maybe you came off of that high of a great Sunday morning worship. And, and we talked about how important Sunday morning worship is. But, you know, allow the Lord to be refueling you daily instead of weekly. And, and, and I've said this in the past, um, uh, you know, someone once told me that, you know, random has no cumulative value. And yes, weekly is not necessarily random, but it's not like, you know, you don't eat once a week. Uh, you don't, you know, uh, 
if you ate once a week, that's not a recipe for success. That's not going to do your body any good. And it's the same with worship. If you worship once a week, that is not enough to sustain you. Worship is a, you know, is a, a, we are a living sacrifice. We are not a weekly sacrifice. That's right. That's right. And, and, you, and you mentioned prayer and you mentioned Bible study. And also, I mean, I think doing those things with others is something that that's beneficial during the week too. I mean, if you're if you can pray with your spouse or pray with your kids and spend time together, I mean, those are acts of worship during the week. If you can read scripture with a with a friend or a brother, I mean, that's worship during the week, right? I mean, it's that obedience, it's that submission to Him, and 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 you're right. I think honestly, I think how we worship during the week really prepares us for how we worship on Sundays. You know, Sunday ought to be the overflow of the worship we've given God day by day, Monday through Saturday, you know, when we come together. And so that's, that's, that's a really good thought too. You know, I think, and well, hold on, real quick. I also think that all, you know, it, you talk about that preparing you for Sunday morning, getting you ready for Sunday morning, you know, our, our whole weeks are not necessarily like the Sunday morning is a culmination of everything we're doing, but, but we do want to prepare ourselves throughout the week to be ready on Sunday morning. We didn't necessarily touch on this, on last podcast, because we talked about plenty, but like, you know, you want to be prepared to go into Sunday morning ready to worship. And if your week is in flux and you are not centered on the Lord and things are all out of whack, you know that just on a logistical standpoint, if things are all on a whack, it's out of whack. It's hard to get up and get to church on Sunday morning. Um, so if we are if we are establishing this baseline that is building to a to this heart of worship through the whole week. That's going to make Sunday morning, at least on that end, a lot easier. I, you know, I don't have kids yet. I don't know how hard it is to get them out of bed in the morning. I know how hard it is to get myself out of bed in the morning, but I, so I can only imagine. Um, but you know, at least on the on the the heart side and, and and preparing yourself spiritually for Sunday morning, if you are doing those things throughout the week, it is going to make Sunday morning a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah, and that preparation if is really what we walk through in Isaiah. It's that understanding we're coming into His presence, how that convicts us about who He is and who we are, that brings us to confession so that we are submitting ourselves to Him and trusting in His forgiveness, His cleansing, and then we live out that commission, living out in obedience um, every single day. That's the preparation we walk through daily as we submit ourselves to the Lord, as we are fully loving Him with all that we are and, and trusting Him along the way. For sure, I think that um, this is a fun topic to talk about because I think it's it, it and we could we could have a similar conversation about a lot of areas in our life and a lot of areas of Christianity. But I think that worship, um, just as in a, a big picture scope, is just such an important part of what we do as a church. Um, it brings people together. It brings us together, you know, collectively towards God, and ultimately, you know, the way we worship you know, through our lives and on Sunday morning and all these things ultimately too are going to expand the kingdom. It's going to bring people in. Um, it's infectious. Um, I, you know, I hope that on a Sunday morning, if we have a visitor, they see the way we worship and they are excited about whatever it is that, you know, they're seeing and they're like, I want to be a part of this. I want to know more about this. And then, you know, maybe if that doesn't necessarily happen, cause you know, the, as unfortunate as it is, you know, a, a lot of lost people aren't coming to church on Sunday morning. So we got to go out and get them. Um, and that's through our day to day. That's through the way we worship in our workplace and, you know, in our lives and the people we interact with. If that worship is so contagious, 
that it brings people in. Imagine what we can do just collectively as a church. Yeah, I think that's great. I think I think I think the the winsome idea as well at, at work is that if if people can come in on Sunday mornings and see our worship on Sunday mornings collectively, I mean, how awesome would it be if they see us submitted to God in everything um, on Tuesdays? And on Thursday. Yeah, and they're not gonna and, you know, and, and 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 a true, you know, living sacrifice, act of worship is not gonna be is going to be something that people want to be a part of. Like and there's this misconception about, you know, Christians a lot of times and who we are in a number of different ways. And I think that just this posture of worship that you live your life under is, you know, contagious in a number of ways and, and it's and it's and it's fun and it's exciting and it's joyous and it's not it's not this legalistic approach and it's not you know do this or else where where a lot of times that's kind of a, a, how Christians are viewed or there's a, a a number of misconceptions about us I mean we can do a whole podcast about misconceptions <laughs> yeah. about Christianity um but I think that if if you are living in this way people are going to see it and people are going to be drawn to it yeah well and it's not because of you and it's because of the Lord through you yeah, yeah, I think it's great. We could and we could probably go on and on about a lot of things here in worship. I mean, we we, we appreciate you guys listening to uh, our ramblings here, kind yeah. of back and forth on worship. But our hope with this was that one, we kind of define what worship is a little bit—that full adoration and submission to God every day, um, our whole selves. We love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we devote ourselves to Him. Um, in everything. And we trust him with the problems and things that we have. And we trust him through the good times and the blessings that we have and that we give it all to him so that he, he is glorified, that we show him off, that people aren't just drawn to us, you know? And so hopefully that kind of speaks into every area of your life, work, home, family, church on Sundays, whatever it might be, how you do vacations, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Right. So Hopefully this was encouraging to you. Yeah, and we hope that you, if you um, are in a small group or or whatever, or you're with your small group and you want to use this as a discussion, if you go to the the show notes in any of the podcasts that we've released over the past couple of months, there are discussion guides and there's questions and there's scripture and there's all kinds of things that you can dive into there to kind of expand on this. Uh, we would love for you to talk about in a small group, like what does your personal worship look like? What does your corporate worship look like? What does worship look like for you and how can you grow in that and improve in that? We think that some really great conversations can come out of this. So we hope that that is one thing that you do with this. And then another thing, if you're listening to this and you have someone in mind and you're like, man, I think that this could be really great for them. Maybe, you know, maybe, you know, like a worship leader at another church that, you know, could benefit from this. Or maybe, you know, someone that's just like that, that's really struggling to find their place uh, in their walk with the Lord. I think, you know, expanding their knowledge and understanding of worship is a great place to start, you know, outside of, you know, just diving into scripture, I think. Um, you send this to them. Go ahead and send them um, the, the, our website to this podcast or the, or the link straight to the podcast. You could text this to them. Uh, if you want us to send it to somebody, let us know. If you don't know how to send this to anyone, reach out to us. We, we will send it out however it needs to be uh, delivered. So we hope this is a resource, a tool for you and and people in your lives that uh, that could really use this. Uh, anything else, Jeremy? And now, you know, if you have any questions for us, if there's certain things you'd like to like us to talk about here, um, just send us a note, send us a question or a comment somehow, and um, and I guess you can tell them how to do that. 
if you want to submit like something for us to discuss on the podcast, if you have a question or a topic you think that would be interesting for us to cover, you can reach out to the church uh, office and or you can email either of us either at pastor at lovingbethel.com or at joshconsalvo at gmail.com. You can email either of us and we will be glad to talk about those things. You can uh, come up to us on church on Sunday morning. We worship on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at Bethel Church here in Oakway, uh, South Carolina. If you want uh, to just randomly come up to us and say, hey, I think it'd be cool if you talked about this. Jeremy and I are talking about that kind of thing all the time. So that would be, there are any, any number of ways that you want to uh, let us know things to, to discuss or talk about or questions you have, hit us up. Sounds good. Yeah, so that will wrap us up for this worship series, and we will see you on the either Sunday morning at worship, on the next series of the podcast, or you can also check out all of Jeremy's sermons on this podcast feed as well if you missed a Sunday or want to hear something back if you missed something during the sermon on Sunday. Uh, but otherwise... Uh, for Jeremy, I'm Josh. We will see you next time on the podcast.